Okay, so Tori Spelling was living in a $9 million mansion just before moving into the RV. And what in the world is going on with Vanderpump Rules? Are Tom and Katie back together? And the below deck of it all. Don't even get me started because there's a lot that we're going to break down today. You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh all week long. You're one of my favorite interviewers. They picked us because we're horny. Yeah. Right. And that's your chronic state. 24-7. Zach, that is really funny. From the latest news on The Real Housewives, deep dives into celebrity legal scandals, and unfiltered combos with your favorite stars, I've got you covered. And yes, I always keep receipts. All right, welcome on in, welcome on in, welcome on in. Happy hump day, everybody. I hope you are having a great start to your week. Hopefully you got some fun things planned for this weekend. I'm getting ready. I'm gearing up. I keep having to wear my glasses, and it reminds me why I hate wearing glasses. But I'm getting ready for my upcoming appointment to get LASIK eye surgery with Dr. Alexandria Shabil. I'm excited. She's the best in the biz. And I'm going to be getting, I can see clearly now the rain is gone. So I already did my consultation. I'm getting it done. I can't wait. I'm excited. And then I'll be able to see you all so clearly through the screen. If you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to smash that like button, hit the subscribe button, leave a comment, let me know, letting me know how you're feeling. If you're listening to this on Apple or Spotify, And be sure to leave me a nice review, letting me know how you're enjoying the show. Okay, a few tidbits of tea before we dive into the meat. So Kristen Cavallari has launched a new podcast, and she's calling it Let's Be Honest. Be honest, Tom. I am being honest from the Vanderpump Reunion. It's called Let's Be Honest, and it's going to focus on dating and relationships, and it's going to drop on September 12th. I like me some Kristen Cavallari. I'm actually looking forward to this. GMA, Good Morning America, GMA hosts uh, Amy Robach and TJ Holmes are apparently planning to get engaged. So you'll remember them as the hosts that were secretly having an affair with each other while also each being married. The affair was then outed. It was a whole big scandal. They got fired. They decided to divorce their spouses. Now that the scandal has died down, I guess they're now still together and planning a future together. So, I mean, yikesies, but good for them. At least it was, you know, worth it to blow up your lives and ruin your marriages for each other, your coworker that you aired, that you co-starred with on national television on Good Morning America. Good Morning America is a wholesome show, not Vanderpump Rules. Okay, Nick Vile just announced that he and his fiance are expecting the first baby together. So congrats to them. Stassi had her baby shower for her second baby, her baby boy that's coming up. Lala was there. Katie was there. Christina Kelly was there. Uh, Sheena was not there. Ariana was not there. That's okay. I don't think she's that close to them. Jackson Brittany would definitely not there. I didn't see Kristen there. That's interesting. Huh. Anyway, moving on. Kate Chastain threw a little shade at Bethany Frankel asking if any former contestants of her reality show, The Big Shot with Bethany, Felt like they were exploited in any way now that, you know, Bethany is trying to lead the union with her reality reckoning. So I'm glad somebody's sticking up to Bethany. I'm glad a reality star is sticking up to Bethany. So, Bethany, I think it's time for you to go to sleep. Okay, should we talk about Tori Spelling? Because I feel like there's a lot to get into here because Josh or 
I mean, it seems like Josh Flagg is speaking now, but it may just be a source close to Josh Flagg, which is what the article said. But I mean, it kind of sounds like Josh Flagg. Anyway, apparently Josh Flagg had orig- originally opened up his multi-million dollar mansion for Tori Spelling and her family to stay after their house was found to have had mold. So I believe it was a rental house and there was mold in there. So they had to evacuate. Of course, I'm sure it has nothing to do with her financial woes and has nothing to do with her not paying her rent. I don't know if she's paid her rent or not. I'm just saying it's very easy to be like, Oop, there's mold. Gotta go. So she was living with Josh Flagg, staying at his, according to page six, According to page six, staying at his place in Bel Air, she was there for six days. He was supposed to be in Europe for two weeks. And so six days in, she stayed, but then decided that she wanted to leave. So she moved herself and her kids into a motel that was like $100 a night. And they had the RV and nobody's really heard from her since. Unclear as to why she actually moved out of the house. But Josh and Candy were even trying to help her find a new house that she can move into. And Candy apparently even agreed to help pay for it. Unclear where Dean is in all of this. He seems to be MIA. He does not appear to be living in the RV. Maybe he's still at Josh Flagg's house. Who knows where he's squatting. But we don't see him in any of the photos at the RV. So we're just assuming he's not at the I'm assuming he's not at the RV because we haven't seen him. But we see her and the kids. But Candy did offered to help pay for Tori's new place. Her and Josh have been sending her listings, hoping that she'll actually bite at one of them. Um, But we did just finish Tori Spelling's book, right? What was it? Storytelling. And in the book on our, our weekly book club on YouTube. And so in the book, she talks about how her mom helped her get her first condo and how that was drama because she helped her pay for it. But then, you know, she wanted her to live there rent free. And Tori's like, no, if you get it for me, I'm going to pay rent. And so she was paying her a little bit of rent. And then her mom's like, all right, fine. If you want to pay rent, then her mom would keep raising the rent. And then finally, her mom's like, all right, I've decided to sell the place. You got to go. It's still my place. And since you're just a renter, peace. So it could be possible that she may want to avoid any drama with her mom buying her another spot or helping her out because I'm pretty sure that'll come with a a certain level of expectations and just based off of her history with her mother, it doesn't seem like that is something she's interested in revisiting. It does sound like maybe Candy and Josh Flagg were the ones that leaked this to page six or at least somebody close to them because it definitely kind of is like we haven't heard, they haven't heard. Josh and Candy haven't heard from Tori, but sources close to them say that this is how they feel about it. So, I mean, look, maybe Tori is embarrassed. I don't know. This this whole thing is weird. The article also seems to think that Josh Flagg feels like this may just be a stunt because he's like, she could have still stayed in my place. Even if I moved back in, she was welcome to stay at my place. So this feels like a stunt, a publicity stunt probably. But I don't know what stunt she's trying to pull because this one's just weird. Like, why would you want to move your kids into an RV? The original article said that she just wanted to have like a summer vacation and she wanted an opportunity for her kids to um, like have an RV experience with her for their summer vacation. I don't know. It's weird. I don't get it. I, I don't like what would you do? Would you let your mom buy you a new house or at least help you pay for the new house considering your relationship with her? At this point, I'd be like, you know what? Yeah, let her buy the house. Let me get back on my own two feet. And then when I'm ready, let me pivot out when things start to get a little too unbearable. It's like the teenager that then moves back in at home and then their parents want you to clean your room. And you're like, I don't want to clean my room. I'm an adult now, mom. And then they're like, no, if you're you're living under my roof, if I'm paying your bills and you're listening to my rules. 
And so I kind of feel like it's that. And so it's like you either stay and abide by your parents' rules or you get the fuck out. So at this point, I feel like Tori should just make a decision and get out of this fucking RV. Okay. Below deck. Below deck down under, actually. So everyone's posting about this. And I want to preface it by saying... I don't watch Below Deck. I've never watched Below Deck. I have no interest in watching Below Deck. But when everybody was sending me this and asking me about it, I decided to give this episode a glance and see what everybody was talking about. Because I'm like, this is crazy. This was so good. The drama was so real. So apparently, or not apparently, there was this week a scene where one of the cast members, crew members on board, his name is Luke. He tried to seemingly assault another crew member, Margot. So on the boat, the power goes out, right? They have to go and fix the power and figure out what's going on. Why is the power on the boat gone out? Luke then slips into Margot's bed, wrapped up in just, it looked like a towel or possibly a sheet. It looked like a towel, but that's literally all he's wearing. Goes and slips into her bed while she's asleep. It doesn't seem that he realizes that the cameras caught him go into her bunk, though. It kind of seems like they caught him from afar and then like were like picked up on what he was doing. Then we're like, whoa. And then one of the producers immediately like intervenes and tries to get him to leave. He refuses. He's like, no, I'm fine. I'm just checking on her. She's drunk, right? She's passed out. She's sound asleep, not aware of what's going on. So the producer continues to try to get him out of the bed, out of her bed. Cause he's literally in her bed, like spooning her from behind where, you know, he seems to, um, get down when the producer kind of goes in there and is like, okay, come on, you have to leave. Like, you're not allowed to be in here. Like, this is not okay. This is not appropriate. And so he gets off of the bed because she's on the top bunk and we see that he's completely naked. So he wasn't wearing anything under that towel or if he was, he slipped it off while he was in bed with her. Completely naked, you know, full schlong out, ass out, just like full cuddled up behind her while she's asleep inappropriate. He then tells the cameras to fuck off. He slams the door shut. The producer then reapproaches and they tell him he cannot be in there and they make that very clear to him and they finally get him to leave. He leaves pissed off, leaves completely naked because he had no clothes going into that room and he had no clothes coming out. So he's just on camera completely naked. You see his full bare ass. And that's when one of the other crew members, Laura, she then approaches and she's like, what what happened? And he's just like, nothing, nothing happened. I didn't do anything. I didn't want anything to do with her. And then Laura's like, what? This is weird. And then Aisha, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Aisha then goes in to check on Margot. She wakes her up and asks if she's okay, to which Margot replies. She's like, wait, what? What's going on? She's like, oh, my God. Ew, he was naked as she's as Aisha's like explained. She's like, the producer's like pulled him out of here. He was like naked and in your bed. Are you okay? And she's like, ew, he was naked. She's like, I was asleep. I didn't invite that. I didn't know he was in my bed naked with me. Which, again, if you're if you're a little lit, you're Liddy City and you're asleep, you're not really paying attention to what's going on. And you're kind of just trusting, like, hey, I'm in my bed. I'm in a work environment. Like, I should be fine. But you can clearly see from the footage that she was clearly sound asleep. So Luke is pissed off, goes to bed. Aisha then alerts Captain Jason, who's the captain on the boat. And he immediately goes to kick Luke off the boat. He's like, this is not okay. You need to stay at a hotel tonight. We'll talk tomorrow. But as of right now, you need to leave. You're not allowed to be on this boat. And he seems pissed about it. He's like, wow, I didn't do anything. And then Laura, who seems to have a big crush on Luke, didn't think that it was fair that he was asked to leave. And so she's like, oh, well, Luke's just a funny dude. He was probably just being funny. I'm sorry. Nothing about that looked funny to me. There was no, you know, none of it was done in jest. 
You don't just jokingly insert yourself into somebody. I just think it's insane. Like, Laura, like, she, something about this woman, and she even addressed it on Instagram. She's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean that. I was, at the time, only 29. And my and at the time that that was filmed, I was 29, and now I'm 30, and now being 30, I, you know, my life has changed. I'm a different person, and now I'm 31, so I'm like a much different person. I'm like, bitch, I was 29 just a couple months ago. Okay, I'm still the same bitch. Okay, I'm still me. Mm-mm, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still hot. So. No, that's not an excuse. That's not appropriate. Like, no, you were an idiot. You were made to look like an idiot on national television. And now you feel badly. So you just want to say, oh, now I'm 30. Now I'm a big girl. I'm sorry. If that's your excuses, now I'm 30. Then no, you're not mature. You're not grown. You're a moron. You're an idiot. And you just are embarrassed that your idiot, your, your asinine behavior was displayed on cameras for everybody to watch and see you for who you really are. Someone that prioritizes dick over the well-being of one of your female colleagues so then the next day laura same girl same woman decides that she's going to approach margot and ask margot what happened as if it were her fucking place right so then margot tries to tries to explain to her and you know tells her like what happens how you know what went down what aisha said and then that's when laura starts joking about how well like oh well if luke did that to her she would have just given it up to him like why deprive him and how she feels so bad that luke got kicked off the boat and he got fired and that's so unfair that he got kicked off and he got fired and like that's just not cool. Like, I don't, she's like, I don't get it. Like, if that were, that were me, I would have just given it to him. And I'm like, you sound so stupid. 29, 19, like, I, you sound like an idiot, okay? Granted, Laura didn't see what actually happened, right? And the first, you know, the first person she talks to is Luke. Luke's denying ever doing anything. So I get how at first she's like, okay, maybe I give Luke the benefit of the doubt because I know Luke, I like Luke. He says that he didn't do this. Maybe I need a little more information, okay? But then when you're hearing the information from everybody else and then you are hearing the information directly from Margot, like at what point does it click in your brain? Like honestly, like at what point is like, oh yeah, this situation is not appropriate. Now you go to Margot who's explaining to you that this man was naked in her bed after the power had gone out while she was asleep and unaware that he was naked in her bed? I'm sorry. There's nothing about that. There are no blurred lines about that. You know, I'm the first person to always be like, let's look at the gray area. Let's look at both sides. In this case, we have the very clear footage of what the situation is. You can see he sneaks into her room. He takes off. He disrobes his towel. He gets into bed with her naked while she's asleep and she's looking the other way or she's sleeping the other way. So her body isn't even towards him that she wouldn't even know who was pressing up against her if she, you know, was even aware of who was there. Like, it's just, it's weird. So ultimately, Laura gets fired too because of her lack of boundaries approaching Margot and really because of her lack of empathy with her fellow crew members. It's truly insane to me. Like, it really is insane to me that this woman wants to defend him and feel like it was unfair that that happened. And then now be like, oh, sorry, I'm another year wiser. Okay, call me when you're 80 and let's see if you're still the same dumb bitch. Sorry, I didn't mean to say that. Just I got fired up. Um, It's just so inappropriate. It's so wrong. It's like, how do you just say this to somebody's face after hearing their experience of what happened and just knowing that those pieces put together are not a good puzzle? 
And when you watch the footage, like, there's no way he's going in there to just cuddle with her or whatever. Like, you know, I don't even know what he was claiming that he wanted, that he was trying to do. He walked into her bedroom naked. Obviously, you're looking for some sort of sexual advance, you know? It wasn't like, ooh, Pikachu, let me flash you, you know, my butt or something. And like, oh, that was innocuous and that was playful and that was funny. No, he got into bed naked with her. He was naked, no clothes, nothing. I saw his bush. Like, no, not okay. He didn't want to leave. She was unconscious. She was unaware of what was going on. That's very clear. They asked him to leave. And he refused to leave and then threw a tantrum when he was forced to leave. It's insane to me. It is so wild to me. I think Captain Jason did the right thing. I think it's important that they aired the footage. I think it's important that Captain Jason addressed it immediately. And while firing Laura does seem a bit harsh in the moment, it was very clear that he was sending a message. And the message was, if you're not fitting with this team, if you don't align with our values, if your moral compass isn't aligning with the expectations of you being a team member on this boat, then you're not a fit for this job. I'm sorry. Thank you. Next. Period. End of story. It's just wild to me. It really is just wild to me. But Listen, everybody's sharing it. Everybody's talking about it. It's creating a healthy dialogue. I know I got a little fired up and upset about Laura. Laura didn't assault anybody. But listen, that type of behavior, it's one thing to have an open mind. It's one thing to stay in the gray area. But it's another thing to like, when other people are telling you something and you see the producers had to get involved because they witnessed something and then you're seeing that this is all being caught on camera. Like, it's just, it's, it's, it's very different. And I think, you know, there was just a lot more compassion that needed to be had with Laura. But let's be very clear, as upset as I am with Laura, Jason is ultimately the one that really screwed up. And that's where the the anger needs to, to be addressed at, or that's where accountability needs to be sent to. I know a lot of people are mad at Laura, and I ranted about Laura myself. But uh, sorry, not Jason. Um, Luke. Luke is the one that we need to be upset with. Luke is the one that that did this. Luke is the one that needs to be held accountable for his actions. As far as I'm aware, I don't think Luke has actually spoken out as of the time that I'm recording this. So who knows what Luke is doing? He's probably just laying low. He's probably really embarrassed. It's wild and sickening. Um, so why don't we move into some some different news, some maybe some lighter news. Uh, but I think, listen, again, Kadoos to Captain Jason, Kadoos to Bravo for airing it, Kadoos to turning this into a teachable lesson. I think that's powerful. I think that's important, right? So glad Margot is okay. Let's move on to some Vanderpump news because there's a lot to break down. I mean, the Katie and the Tom of it all, Ariana hanging out with Tom Schwartz, Tom Sandoval with a new lady. Like that's, there's just so much to break down in Vanderpump land. So, but first, you guys know that I love to be a good host. And part of being a good host is having everyone's favorite drink handy. Aperol spritz, I got you, boo. Vodka soda with a twist, easy peasy. Spicy margarita with a tahine rim and a splash of Grand Marinier Cordon Rouge. No problem, because guess what? I've got Drizzly, the go-to app for drink delivery. Drizzly's here to be your partner in parties, meaning they're here to help you take the grunt work out of the get-together so that you can be a confident host and actually party at your party. Drizzly's the most convenient way to buy beer, wine, and spirits with delivery to your door when you want it. 
all from the comfort of your couch. Because yes, it is a comfy couch. The convenience speaks for itself. And any true Housewives fan knows the importance of being a good party host. Okay? You don't want something judging you on camera. And a good party host has Drizzly. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com now. Must be 21 or older to order. And yes, you must drink responsibly. So go on over and download the Drizzly app today. Okay, now let's talk Vanderpump Rules. So Tom Sandoval, Tom Sandoval's was spotted with a new mystery woman. And the mystery woman has now been revealed, okay? So Saturday night, they were seen leaving a club. And now it appears that Page Six has discovered who this mystery woman is. She's a singer-songwriter named T, Ty. It's... T and then two eyes afterwards. So whatever she was trying to go for, she spelled it wrong anyway. But her name is T or Ty. We're going to call her Ty. Ty. Um, listen, in the article, page six gives her a major plug and a shout out for her new single, which tells me that this is a total publicity stunt, right? It's all PR. It's all manufactured. It's like, come on. This, this is clearly a few things. You don't just end up in the press with the paparazzi having photos of you with one of the biggest scandalous stars right now. And then all of a sudden it's like a major plug for your new single. I don't even want to shout out her single because I'm so mad at the PR trickery of it all. So it's one of few things. These are my theories. Either she knows Tom Sandy balls and she went out with Tom Sandy balls and they used this paparazzi moment and this press moment to help promote her music. Maybe he knew about it and he wanted to help her. So he was happy to engage in this. Maybe, you know, he knows her and just wanted to be a, a, a friend. So he went along with it. Um, Maybe she was just using him. Like maybe he didn't know that she was trying to capitalize and promote her new single. And she was like, hey, boo, do you want to go out? It's a really fun club that the paparazzi might be outside of. And then her team immediately reaches out to like a page six or other publications and like is like, oh, this is who she really is. Here's the scoop. Here's the details. Here are all the details on Ty. I don't even know how to say her name. It's like Kesha when she put a dollar sign in her name and nobody knew how to say that. We pronounced it cat dollar sign. Ha. Huh. No, we didn't. We knew it was Kesha. But this one is this. I don't know. If you know, let me know if it's tea or Thai. Now I want some Thai food. But this Thai can go. But maybe Sandoval knew about it and he was willing to get paid for a, fo- a stage photo op and an opportunity to like give some street cred to this this new up and coming singer songwriter unclear what it was. I don't know which version of those theories is the truth, but I do know that this was clearly a completely staged opportunity and she's going to milk it for all that she can so she can promote her little music. Ariana Maddox. She is now clarifying that she is not actually friends with Tom Sandoval despite, or sorry, Tom Schwartz. She's not actually friends with Tom Schwartz despite him hanging out at there's something about her sandwich party. So Schwartz was seen there at something about her, cameras rolling, eating sandwiches, helping them celebrate their pre-launch. He was sitting at the same table as as the cast, minus Sandoval. So Ariana and Schwartz were at the same table. And then when an Instagram user asked why he was there and if Ariana, you know, is friends with him because she said in the finale of last season, the Scandoval finale, she said that she didn't want to be friends with anybody that was friends with Sandoval. And clearly Schwartz seems to be getting close again with Sandoval. And so Ariana responded and she clarified that she's not friends with Tom Schwartz. Period. End of story. 
Should the, so maybe I'm thinking he was scheduled to be there by production to shoot for the show. Maybe Katie invited him. Who knows? But Ariana is making it very clear that she is not friends with Tom Schwartz. And he, well, I was going to say he can't sit with us, but apparently he can sit with us. We're just not friends with him. But on the topic of Schwartzy, there was a rumor that may have originated from this photo of Tom. It's something about her, but there was a photo. And people seem to have run with it, and they thought that it may have indicated that he and Katie were back together. Interesting, but 1,000% false. Lala Kent went on her Instagram Live recently, and she denied that Tom and Katie were back together. We are never, ever, ever getting back together. I think that's the song she sang in her Amazon Live, and that's why it's in my head. But she said, hail to the nah. Hail to the me ma nah. Hail to the nah with the side of me ma beer cheese. So they're not together. We can put that to rest. Why would they get back together? Isn't he dating Joe now? Wasn't Joe spotted filming for the new season? So, yeah, I don't think that's happening. Not now, not ever. But he does seem to be back in the good graces with the rest of the cast. You know, if he was included in the soft launch for something about her, maybe him and Katie are in a good place. They're just clearly not in a dating place, right? Um, Okay, let's one person that is not in good graces with the cast is most definitely Rocky Rocky Bang Bang, Miss Raquel Levis. It does not appear that Raquel Rachel will be returning to Vanderpump Rules anytime soon. She's still reportedly in Arizona with her family, not in L.A. TMZ released new photos of her at a massage envy in Tucson. Hugh, she always looks like a ragamuffin, you know that? Every time we see pictures of her, like, she just looks so, like, come on. Even if I were in the middle of a scandal, like, I just... I wouldn't be wearing socks with sandals. You know what I mean? Like, I just would, like, maybe you wear a little bit of a hat. Maybe you kind of lay low. I mean, even massage envy. Like, maybe you you call them. You don't need to go into a massage envy and be like, hey, can I book a massage? Hey, it's me, Raquel. Sorry, Rachel from Vanderpump Rules, and I would like a free massage. Hit up their PR team. I don't know. But anyway, it's rumored that she's in talks with this new lawsuit that's being discussed that hasn't come forth yet, that, but that is being discussed and leaked to TMZ. Um with NBC and Bravo. I personally don't see their lawsuit really going anywhere, especially now that like this below deck episode just aired showing on camera that producers are intervening and trying to protect talent. I think that, you know, this may hinder their case against the network, but she doesn't appear to have any plans to return. And the cast per TMZ even feels confident that at this point she's out for good. I think that after the dog situation, she's not showing her face anytime soon. No way, Jose. After the whole dog debacle, no. If anything, like it made her look so much worse. And it gave James more ammunition to be upset with her all over again. And you know James isn't going to miss the opportunity to be a shady bitch. So, yeah. Looks like we're not getting Rocky Rocky Bang Bang back this season. Maybe a finale cameo. I wouldn't be surprised. That's always kind of been my prediction is maybe she'll film one or two cameos. We'll have to wait and see. I wouldn't hate a cameo with her. I really want to just see where she and Sandoval are at today, especially after Nick Vile revealed the special forces thing where Sandoval snuck in photos and was speaking about her so highly and all that good stuff. So, yeah. All right. That's our show, folks. Be sure to catch the rebroadcast of our Tuesday night book club up on the YouTube, youtube.com slash just plain Zach. We're reading Audrina Patridge's Audrina Patridge Patridge's. Yeah, that's right. Patridge's new book, 
uh, or actually what came back came out in March, but her book choices to the hills and back. We're recapping the first four chapters this week, and then next time we'll recap chapters five through eight, and then we'll wrap with chapters nine through 13. There will not be a book club, or at least I don't think there will be a book club next week because I will be getting LASIK eye surgery. So we'll pick back up on the 22nd. But until then, you can always keep up with me at Just Plain Zach all over the internet. Follow the podcast at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram. And get ready, more content to come. I'll be going live this Thursday night. Rebroadcast will air on the podcast on Friday. So get ready, stay tuned. And I look forward to spilling more tea with you soon. Next week, I'm getting my LASIK and I'm officially moving into the new apartment. So it's going to be a busy week. Bear with me. But we might not have book club next week. I will keep you posted if I can see. If I can see clearly now the rain is gone, then maybe we will. All right, guys. If you're listening to this on Apple or Pod- or Spotify, please leave me a review. I would really appreciate it. If you're watching this on Spotify, hey, what's up? We now got, we now got that video. Hey. So, yeah. I love you guys. I appreciate it. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for supporting the podcast. And I hope you have a lovely, lovely evening. Ciao for now.